flow like a river from our hearts. 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 Flow like a river.
when we magnify you, Jesus, our problems get small. We know what we focus on, we feed, and what we feed will grow. So we will magnify you, Jesus, and watch our problems get small. We know that what we focus on will grow. So we're going to magnify you this morning. Jesus be glorified. 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 Oh, Jesus be magnified. Jesus be magnified. Jesus be magnified. Jesus be in the peace that comes from the presence of God. 
All right, this morning I want you to just think about this as one continual song from heaven. It's going to flow. And when you're jumping a river and you flow the river, the scenery's constantly changing, right? You're never, you're going with the current and you're not holding on, right? The scenery's going to change. And that's what you're going to have happen here. We're just going to jump in the river of life that's flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Just like Jesus said, if you believe in me, meaning if you trust in me, meaning if you rest in me, meaning if you love me, rivers of living water will flow out from your innermost being. That living water is flowing from the throne of God right now. It's an everlasting living song. It's a song of heaven. And we're just going to jump in there today. Now, if you're coming here and you're carrying an anchor, an anchor can be, I don't like this. An anchor can be, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. An anchor can be, that's not my jam. An anchor can be, I'm confused. Whatever that is, cut that anchor because you can't flow when you got an anchor. And if you're holding on to the side saying, this spot's good, I like it right here. Let go. We're going to let go and go with his flow. He's the current of this river. And I said this last week, I want you all to understand this. We're all one worship team. And our worship leader is the Holy Spirit. That river I'm speaking of, that's the Holy Spirit flowing in and out of us. And we just want to experience that together. So you guys are the worship team with us. It's not just about us. Y'all are just as important. Your songs are just as important. We're going to get in tune. What did Jesus say? True worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. So we're going to get in tune in our spirits with the truth. Who's a person? Jesus. Jesus, the word was God and the word is God. What did it say there? It says everything made was made through him. And there wasn't a thing made that was not made through him. And what did it say in the beginning of Genesis? And God spoke, God said, let there be light. God said, right? So what does that mean? Jesus is the song of creation. So that Holy Spirit that's flowing out of you like a river is a song of creation. Now I think he says that all things are new. I make all things new. Now here's the thing. I need you to understand when I said you're part of the worship team, you have something unique that all the rest of creation doesn't have. All of creation praises him whether it wants to or not. The rivers, the mountains, the skies, the trees, every bit of it. You're the only part of his creation that has a choice to praise him or not. So it's your choice this morning to say, I want to be an instrument. And I want to be a part of your orchestra. Holy Spirit, I know you are conducting this. And I know that every part in here is different, just like in an orchestra. You got, you got oboes, you got violins, you got violas and contrabasses and percussion. Each one of you are different and unique, and you have a sound to release, a beautiful sound. And remember, we're not singing to a critical audience. There's no critiques in here. This is not a spectator thing where people are watching and going, well, that wasn't that great. We are, this is, this is participatory. We're all in the orchestra. So your sound is beautiful because we're singing to a loving father who wants to hear it. So I want to invite you. There's a mic right up here in the front. If you can't see it where you're sitting, there's one right up here in the front. I know some of you are really bold and brave leaders. Some of you are not shy. 
I need some of you to come up here and release your sound on this mic as we play. The song that's in your heart, the song that you are downloading from heaven, the, the thankfulness and the adoration and the love and the reverence you have for God, I want you to come and let your river flow. Play your instrument here. You can do it right where you sit, and that's what you should be doing. But some of you, I want you to release it here. It's not just about us singing. We're just a part of this with you. Who wants to go see a 120-piece orchestra with only six of them are playing? Right? No, 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 no. All of us. We're not your worship leaders. The Holy Spirit is. We're just playing and flowing with Him. We want you to flow with us. So I'm inviting you. This mic is for your songs. If you have a song in your heart, we'll go with you. Flow. We all should go with each other and flow where it's going because the scenery is going to change as we float in this river. It's going to be peaceful today. It'll be up and down, just like the ebb and flow of the tide of a river. But we really want to soak in his peace, all right? We go deep in the river. We go deep in the river of life. Let's go deep in the river. Let's go deep in the river of life. Get lost in the river. Get lost in the river of life. We flow deep in the river. We go deep in the river of life. In the river there is joy. Oh, in the river there is peace. In the river there is love. Let's go deep in the river. In the river there is joy. In the river there is life. In the river there is peace. Let's go deep in the river. In the river there is joy. In In the river there is love Let's go deep in the river In the river there is joy In the river there is peace In the river there is love Let's go deep in the river Mm, 
I'm just so in love with you, Jesus. I'm just so in love with you, my King. What's better than your love? Oh, there's nothing here on earth that is better than your love. Oh, nothing, there is nothing. What is better than your love, Jesus? What is better than your love, Jesus? What is better than your love? What is better than your love? What is better than your love? Your perfect love. Down fear, your perfect love makes all things new. Oh, your perfect love hung the stars in the heavens. Your perfect love put breath in my lungs. Your perfect love. He cast out fear Oh, your perfect love It makes me new Your perfect love He cast out fear Your perfect love Makes all things new Your perfect love he cast out fear Your perfect love It makes all things new
Just get lost in his river this morning And cut the anchor of fear There's peace that you need Oh, there's love that you want There's peace that you need So get lost in the river From the innermost being of your heart, sing out a song to him. He wants to hear your voice. Remember that you're an instrument in this symphony. You are all part of our worship team and the Holy Spirit's putting songs in your ears. The Holy Spirit's putting songs in your heart. So just release them right where you are to the King. Let him know how much you love him. Let him know how much you appreciate all he's done for you. Has he done for you? What has he done for you? Oh, just let him know how much you love him. Just sit right down at his feet and worship him a while. Won't you let your tears drop down at his feet and wash his feet with your tears. He wants to know everything about you. So get lost in that river and just sing your own song.
Sometimes we can come in here on a Sunday and, and man, it's just praise and we can jump up and down and we can run around this place and we can scream and shout. And there's other days you show up, man, and he just wants to minister to you. He just wants to do something in your heart. He just wants to shift something. He just wants to work on something. The cool part about him is that when you, when you ask him and invite him in to do that, he does it. Like he shows up in a mighty way. He comes in and he just literally can just turn anything inside of you around. He can turn your heart like a water course and spin that thing. You know, if you, if you, so if you came in walking with anything on your heart, if, if it's been heavy on you, I just feel like today's the time to let him minister to that and surrender that to him. Give it to him this morning. Let him have all that. I mean, this is what he does in the private time at home. You know, you get the music flowing and sometimes you just want to sit there and, and let him just love on you. Uh, and it's okay to do that in a corporate setting. It's okay to come in a place and just do that. So let's just sit in this for a second. Stay right in this little flow. And wherever you're at, just let him touch something on your heart that's been bothering you, that's in you, that, man, it, it, Maybe you had a rough week. Maybe maybe there's something going on. Surrender that to him this morning. Let him have it.
number one. Come on, I need to make him my number one. Let him be number one in your life this morning. Let him be your focus this morning. Let, let him be your heart cry this morning. He is the one that can fix everything, do everything. Man. Just let him have his way in your life. Man. some people that have been let down or you you put people over him and they've let you down so let him in let him in and let him heal all that right now whatever you put over him let him come in and heal that trying to do it our own way. Quit trying to do it the way you want to do it and surrender to him. continue to massage our hearts this morning massage our our minds just wrap your arms around us saturate this place with your love mm. come on lock eyes with us this morning we love you we love you we love you this is all for you this is all for you this is all for you we love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, amen and amen. Man, I just feel this like it's raining. Come on, we can, you know, we can actually get excited, but I know it's a, I know you feel different this morning. There's just a different, like, it's like this moment this morning where everything is just calm. So let him do whatever he wants to do. Let him do whatever he wants to do in your heart. Let him do all that stuff. So, um, so if you're in that moment, stay there. I'm not going to force you to get out of it. We're going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to just take a break. They can sit up here and keep praying. You can go get some coffee or something. We'll have our offering baskets up front. Um, if the Lord's tugging on you to give this morning, you can give. We'll have that available. Um, can we keep the lights down a little bit for this? 
because I just believe there's some people that want to go out and do stuff and there's other people that want to just sit there. So I'm not going to remove that from you. I'm just ready. I just believe it's time for, for us to transition on, but that's not going to be, we're not going to interfere with what God's doing. So let's just take a, about a 10 minute break. We'll be right back.
I'm not going to talk to anybody. How's everybody doing? They're still got you guys beat. You guys are on an island today. You just sit over there. I'm going to talk to everybody else. Uh, man, good to have everybody here. Um, man, it's raining outside. What else are you going to do? Might as well come on in here and relax a little bit. Uh, this is what I like to do when it's raining. How you boys doing? Good? I like that shirt. You're a handsome one, I'm telling you. Ladies, right up here, how old are you? <laughs> 14? 14. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> it's Matchmaker Sunday, if y'all didn't know that. Matchmaker Sunday. <laughs> so good. Sitting in the right spot. Man. Ah. Well, good morning. I'm excited about... Uh, uh, man, everything. So I'm, I'm always excited. But man, it's good to see everybody this morning. Good to see uh, new faces, uh, old faces, everybody in here. So thanks for coming out. If you are new or haven't been here in a while, do me a favor, fill out a Connect card. Uh, let us know you were here. You can fill that one out by scanning that thing or go get a hard copy outside on Connection Point or I'm sure one of the, uh, the ushers will get you one if James hasn't picked you out of the crowd yet. Just hang on. James is a little Mighty Mouse guy running around. You see him. So if you're new, he found you. I ain't lying, man. The, the guy is like Mighty Mouse. <laughs> he's around here somewhere. So uh, he's a phenomenal greeter. So we, we love him. So fill that out. <laughs> if you want more information about us, you can go ahead and download our app. Go to a website. Do whatever you need to do uh, to get that information and uh, check us out. You'll get, uh, if you fill out the Connect card, we'll actually call you, touch base with you so we can share a little bit about who we are and what we're doing. So um, man, it's just quiet in here. God be praised. <laughs> See, y'all don't get it. If you weren't at the if you weren't at the, the, the gathering, then you missed it all. So it, it was good, wasn't it? It's awesome. It's awesome. So anyway, uh, let me share some announcements so we can get moving on some stuff. Uh, Monday night prayer every Monday night at 6 p.m. Come on out, guys. Uh, we pray over a lot of stuff, and uh, man, it's just a great encounter opportunity to come out here. Uh, be with like minds, but man, just come on out and worship and pray. A uh, wonderful time. We pray over everything on that cross. So we have a prayer cross over there. So if you have any prayers that you want uh, a bunch of people praying for, go ahead and write it on a card and put it up there because we literally cover that thing all week long. And then, we, um, and then when that, that prayer gets answered, we want you to take it from that cross and put it on the miracle cross. So when we started that, Brandon built these crosses quite a while ago, but when we started it, that cross was empty. And now that's a miracle cross, which means every time there's an answered prayer, that's a miracle. I don't care. I, I don't care how small it is, how big it is. And so we take it from there, put it over there, and we get to celebrate those all the time. So we pray about every single one of them on Monday night. So be out here. Wednesday services, if you got students or kids, uh, they can't do life alone either. Get them out here on Wednesdays, 6 p.m., uh, for our Wednesday night services. We don't have a Wednesday night service as a church, but the students and the kids have a Wednesday night service here. We have small groups we'll be uh, opening up along the way. So uh, we'll get that list out to you. They'll be on the website. Uh, the one that came to me already would be uh, Jim Paw doing our men's Bible study at his house starting March 5th. So if you, you like Miss Karen's cooking and you like the Bible, it's probably a good place to be. Come on out and uh, um, um, get in, get some good food and hang out with a bunch of guys and read the Bible, which is pretty important. Um, we got XO conference coming up. Um, everybody's like, what's that? It's a marriage conference. Oh, wow. 
Jim, Paul, Miss Karen, Jules and I are going to be sitting here with you two, and we're just going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate marriage. We're going to celebrate what God's doing. It's actually, we're giving you a long heads up here. So April 26th through the 27th. So it's a ways out, but we're just letting you know because that marriage conference is coming up. We'll get everything going. If you don't know, we turned this place into a big conference room and it's fun every single year. Uh, so we're going to continue to do that. There'll be more about that in the future so you can sign up and do all that stuff. I want to talk about our Africa trip. Uh, Aaron, where are you at, brother? Come on, Aaron and I, we are heading to Africa on February 18th. Um, we're going over there to be with Exodus House uh, with Hopegate Ministries over there. Uh, phenomenal opportunity to go out and just spend time with 135 orphans. Um, they're not even orphans. I can't even say that anymore. They are, it's an orphanage, but they are sons and daughters of a mighty, mighty king. So they have identity. They know who they are. Um, these kids are just loving life right now. They're being poured into. God's doing amazing things in them, and we get to go love on them. We're going to be doing lots of stuff while we're over there. Hopefully, we'll, we'll stay really busy. It's the, it's the hot season over there, so if you don't know me, I hate the heat. That's how God works. He says, I'm going to send you over there where it's really hot, uh, but done that many times in my career before this career, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we know what it's like, but we're going to go over there. Uh, we have some, we're teaching them how to catfish farm. So they have eight catfish tanks right now. Uh, each one of those catfish tanks hold uh, about a thousand catfish. Uh, we have eight of them established that we've built over the last year and a half. And now we're going back over to hopefully build eight more. Uh, and what that means is they get all these catfish. These catfish help them sustain everything in the ministry. When we first got connected with them, they needed to raise $36,000 a year to get education and food for these kids. Okay, so now we have shown them a way where they can produce their own crops on a farm, where they can raise catfish, they can actually sustain life out there. So we're gonna continue to pour into them that way. So we're gonna help them get more, uh, more of these catfish tanks. We're also gonna do, so in other words, if you wanna know about a catfish tank, we're trying to get eight more. And the total cost of a tank and one year, which is actually, a thousand catfish. So yeah, there's 500 catfish per tank. And in one year, you can, you can actually raise a thousand catfish. So the cost of that to do all that is $1,750. So a tank is $800, delivery is $150. And then you buy 500 baby catfish for $100. And then food for them for six months is $300. So man, you put all that together. So if you're looking at giving to something big and you want to make an impact, you want to know what that is, we're doing catfish. We're also trying to build some chicken houses so we can have 2,000 chickens uh, per house. Each one of those houses is worth about $5,000, okay? Um, so that's 2,000. Um, the house is 2,000, I'm sorry, and then 3,000 of that is for the baby chickens. So we get to build the house and then we get to bring in the baby chickens. And then we're going to invite Addie over there uh, to take care of all those chickens, huh, Addie? Farmer Addie in the house. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be a good day. But sustainable solutions for ongoing needs is what this all is. So we're going to go over there and dig in a little bit. Not only that, we're getting, man, we're going to pour into this ministry over there. We get to go preach the gospel. We get to go love on these kids. We get to just do amazing things. So we get to do that because you guys have given to that. That's huge. That is huge. It's not cheap to get over there. It's about $3,500 a person just to get there and have the food and have the housing and the transportation. Uh, and then we want to bless them on top of that. So uh, we'll receive an offering before we leave. If you want to give to that, um, that offering will be before we head out in February uh, 18th um, for something extra to take over there to, to bless them uh, from us, from this family. Um, let's see. 
women's ministry. Come on, lady. You want to come up here and talk about this? I'll give you all the mic. <laughs> My beautiful assistant. So, in case you didn't know, ladies, we have a women's ministry, Gathering Place Women, and we have a Facebook page if you're not already a member of our Facebook page, and we also have an email list if you're not on Facebook. So, you can either go on Facebook and join our page, or you can go through the church app or the website and join our group, and you'll be added to our email list. So, we let you know when we have things going on and activities. And so this month, we are doing a Valentine's raffle, and this is the grand prize that Julie has put together and wrapped so beautifully. So we have a box on the Connection Point desk, and the slip of paper that you use to enter, it says, To My Beautiful Sister. And then we want you to write a verse or a note of encouragement or a prayer for the person who wins this basket. They're also going to get all of our little encouragement notes, but that's also your entry because it says from, and you put your name in the from. So then when we draw a slip out, we know who is the winner. So we ask that only ladies who are um, out of high school, so adult ladies, enter into this drawing. And it is um, one entry per person. Any, any other business? Okay. And we do have two smaller uh additional prizes that are out there as well so take a look as you're leaving and put your name in the entry box and we just can't wait to do more fun things this year so let us know as you're out and about in the church if you see one of us let us know some ideas of some things you'd like us to do as a group we can't wait oh and if you want to add anything to the basket we can also put stuff in there as well what's in the basket we have some fuzz yes a hot pink stanley number one prize a, a flower arrangement, some candy, some uh, socks, some fuzzy socks, some covered chocolate-covered pretzel. The basket itself, a cute little heart decoration. So a lot of fun stuff. So thank you so much. Come on. All right. So, guys, if you were picking up on that, guys, here's what you need to do. If Put your wife's name in that thing. Uh, put that in there and say, Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> If her name gets drawn, you just did your job. That was pretty awesome. Uh, free gift right there. Valentine's Day drawing. I love it. It's not against the rules. I can put my wife's name in, right? That's not what she said. I didn't really say anything. So it's Valentine's Day drawing, which is cool. Valentine's, I love Valentine's. It's like the love month, February, huh? Can, can I introduce somebody to everybody? Harry, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Everybody, this is Harry. Come on. I told him we're a good family. We got to meet Harry. The, uh, he spent the whole day with us yesterday. Uh, um, he's just good friends with Amber right now, and they're just hanging out. Is that, is that good? <laughs> he's embarrassed because he doesn't like to be the center of attention, but uh, he's a really good guy. If you get a chance, say hi to him. Come talk to him. See that? I didn't call you out, man. You're not armor bearer or anything. You're good. And, and, and if you're here, I'm going to do this. This is fun since we're talking about love in the air. <laughs> if you're single between the ages of like 21, 22 to 26, can you stand up? Is this awkward? Oh my gosh. This is what you're working with. Hey, come on, come on, stand up. 
Addie, you know I was doing this. <laughs> this that was really good. Wasn't that awkward? I love it. I'm just trying to look. I saw a guy back there named Taylor stand up. He's handsome. I'm, I'm just letting you know. Love's in the air. It's Valentine's Day. Look, if you don't think this is gonna get awkward today, something's wrong. I just see it. Like, like they're having Mexican dinner after church today, and I'd like to invite you out to have dinner with them. He said, yes, that's what I'm talking about. He shook his head, yes. I saw a yeah, I saw a yeah. His dad's laughing at me because he's like, he won't do it. I was like, watch me. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> all right, I just wanted to get everybody laughing. That's good. I think that's all the information for today. All right, uh, let me pray real quick, and then we'll, we'll get into what God wants to do. So, Father, we love you, Lord. I thank you for awkward moments. I thank you for times that we can come together and just laugh, Father God, and just have a good time. Um, but, Father, we just ask you to have your way today. Touch my heart. Touch my lips. Let this be all of you, none of me, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So, you guys ready to get into some stuff? What is that screen setting? That's like, it's bright back there. That's pretty cool. Oh, oh we got that one. We got all kinds of stuff up there. Good job back there. Let's give it up for production this morning. All right. All right. So before we get into things, um, I got to share some stuff that's on my heart. So um, what I want to do is uh, kind of just, can I read something to you? You guys good with that? All right, I want to read something to you. Um, so this is, this will explain everything. Family. It was brought to my attention by the elders that over the last four weeks during our encounter series, that I offended some of you or caused confusion. I deeply apologize for this. And I ask for your forgiveness. It is never my intention to confuse anyone, but only for Yahweh to be glorified. I pray that you understand that I am troubled by the fact that I hurt you. Some of the things that I said will be listed below and I'll cover them. And they are not in context of when I was speaking them, but they are standalone statements that I want to apologize for. I said things like Jesus plus nothing, including Jesus plus the Bible, that an Acts 2 church had only the Torah and the Holy Ghost, and Moses was wrong for veiling his face, that transformation doesn't come from just reading your Bible every day, and I need you to have an encounter more than read your Bible. I truly want to clarify these statements so that I can be precise and accurate and make sure you have a better understanding of my intent behind them. My focus is always on Yahweh and on being a better communicator. But most importantly, it's to equip, train, pastor, and father this family. So please feel comfortable to come to either me, Jules, the elders, come to us. If there's a problem, if there's an issue, if I don't clarify something, please come to us. Because I don't want anybody confused. This is serious stuff. Okay, so I just want to say that from my heart that I'm deeply troubled by this. And I never wanted to hurt anybody. Um, so I do want to kind of cover some stuff. So we're going to go back into some things. And if this is your first time here, you haven't been here in a while, you get to um, just hear some other stuff that I'm going to talk about um, because it's important because there can never be confusion on what we do um, or what God says to me and how I present that to the family. Um, I take that seriously. So we've been in a series um, called Freedom to Encounter. So we've been in a series to 
um, that God spoke to me about this. And he said, man, I want to give you freedom in your church to encounter me in a whole different way. And I've been trying to explain that. I've been talking about encounters. I've been talking about that freedom uh, to do that. And it was really freedom that comes in many forms, freedom to think differently, worship differently, you know, freedom from religion, freedom to love, freedom from all these different things that the Bible talks about. Um, and I really wanted to capture that. And in doing so, I've said some things that I probably shouldn't have said. Uh, and I apologize for that um, because I didn't want to cause confusion. Um, but I do want to cover some things and I want to give context and correct what I said. Does that make sense? Because I don't want there to be any confusion ever. Um, I, and I want to define encounter first because sometimes when I say we've encountered something, people don't understand what a true encounter is. And I don't want you to think it's something so glorious that, that it'll never happen to you. An encounter could be something so simple. Man, it could be in worship and he could just touch your heart and maybe you get emotional or maybe he gives you a word. It could be you, while you're praying that he could literally download something in you and just answer a prayer. It could, be, um, it could be when you're reading your Bible and he just gives you new words to it and he just gives you confirmation of how things are supposed to be and he gives you context with stuff and he just gives you information as the Holy Spirit just moves in you. It could be any of those things are really considered an encounter. So Jesus invites all of us to have a personal relationship with him. Encounter is about entering into this relationship through real authentic experiences and recognizing his presence in our lives and in the lives of others. That's an encounter. So, you know, this, we started uh, doing a 930 encounter in here before service starts. And so what that means is that you have an opportunity to come in and just worship. You have an opportunity to come in and just sit in his presence without the you know, we have childcare at that time, so it's without the distraction of anything else. You might not be able to do that at home. You might not be able to do that all the time. Or maybe this morning when you woke up, you were running around and you just came in. You're like, man, I just need that opportunity to sit down and feel the love of God just saturate my heart. That's what this moment's for. Uh, and it's not just to do it here so I can teach you and train you that you can enter into that anytime, anywhere. Does that make sense? Okay, so that encounter is that. Um, so, in, in those encounters, believe it or not, they cause transformation. They cause transformation. We've been talking about that in the Bible. We talked about um, how Saul was converted, you know, Saul turned to Paul after a transformation. Last week, we talked about um, the legion, you know, the legion of demons that were instantly, you know, that, that man came back to life, understood his identity, all through an encounter with the Lord. Now, now encounters can be even bigger. Like I can talk about encounters in my life that I literally uh, walked into church. My number one encounter in my life was walking into church the very first time and I got completely wrecked. I got completely wrecked and he just locked eyes with me and showed me how much he loved me and it changed my life. At that point, I quit drinking. I didn't have to pray about it. I didn't have to do anything. That encounter changed something in my heart, a desire in my belly to actually drink. And it went away. That encounter took all that away. It changed everything in my life. That encounter saved my marriage. Okay, that's huge. This is my story, right? This is my story. And that's what, my, that's what an encounter did for me. So when we have an encounter with Jesus, only good things can happen. Does that make sense? So only good things can happen. But when I said that transformation just uh, doesn't just come from reading your Bible every day, 
Let me explain what I'm trying to say here. You need to read your Bible every day. Your Bible is very important. Transformation comes from your Bible. So don't take that the wrong way. Like I'm not telling you not to read your Bible and I never want you to think that the Bible is not important. It is so important. The words of the Bible, everything we talk about is Bible. Everything we do is Bible. We wouldn't even know about Jesus without the Bible. Does that make sense? So, so what I'm trying to say is that um, what I said there was that it doesn't just come by reading your Bible. I'm not saying you cannot get an encounter by reading your Bible. And I'm not saying you can't have transformation by reading your Bible. You could read your Bible every day and be completely transformed. And I want to correct that because I don't, I never wanted that to come out as don't ever read your Bible. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. So please understand. And I forgive, or I mean, I apologize. And I ask you to forgive me if I confused you that way. I don't want confusion out there. Read your Bible. I used to say this all the time. Read your Bible, do what it says. It's kind of important. Read your Bible, do what it says. In doing that, there will be an encounter. When you read your Bible, look, I read my Bible all the time and I get encounters left and right. Okay. But I don't want you to think that if you haven't read your whole Bible, that you won't receive an encounter. He can show up in a mighty way. In fact, I, I know numerous stories where he has literally showed up and that has been the starting point, locking eyes with somebody and they never read the Bible before in their life and it changed their life. Okay. But that's not the, that's not the only way to do it. Like, um, that is absolutely not the only way to do it. I'm going to get more into that. So I want to clarify some of that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't read your Bible every day. Okay, please understand that. Mm. I wrote so much down <laughs> that I've kind of already went with. Um, so I want to talk about this. Reading your Bible is an encounter. Worship is an encounter. Um, I really want to cover this because I want to explain the encounter. Reading the Bible is important. Encounters are important. And the encounters kind of add to that. It's, it's almost like ice cream and then all the stuff on top of it. All right. So you read your Bible. It's like the best scoop of ice cream you're ever going to get. And then God shows up and dumps on the chocolate and the bananas and the sprinkles and all the other good stuff that he can add to it. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. And those encounters are big prayer encounters. I want to, you know, and here's what I mean by that. Some people receive their prayer language in an encounter, right? That's how it works. Greg got it. I, I got that. I didn't receive my prayer language through reading the Bible. I'm just letting you know, but it doesn't mean that I didn't understand what that was before reading my Bible. I read my Bible before I received my prayer language and I understood what prayer language was because of my Bible. That's how important that is. But when I walked in and Pastor Daisy started praying over me and the Holy Spirit came over my body. I literally got cramps all in me. I had to run around the sanctuary. Like, I ain't lying. She's like, here he goes. And I, you know, and I ain't never seen anything like that. I didn't grow up in church. Understand that. I didn't grow up in church, right? So, so for me to experience something like that was a complete encounter with him. Uh, and, it, and it wrecked me in that, in that category. Or even when I was sitting in, you know, my office, this was a, um, it's funny, Daisy's in a lot of these, but um, I was feeling defeated. Daisy was an associate pastor, but she was also an elder in our church uh, at one point. And uh, I was feeling defeated in my office. Uh, and I just didn't really know. And if you don't know this about pastors, you go through some times when you feel like, I'm on an island. Right? I'm on an island. 
And I remember being in my office and her coming in and I said, I, I feel like I wanted something released out of me. I said, I don't understand. I feel like I'm fighting to share the word. I'm fighting to preach. I don't know my own voice. And she came in and started praying over me and my lips started tingling and everything went numb and, and then started tingling. It was really awkward. And I just said, what is this? And she goes, that's just the Lord touching your lips. That's the Lord touching your tongue. And after that, things changed. That's an encounter. So I'm trying to describe different encounters in life so you don't say, well, I missed it. You have not missed it. There are plenty of times I'm sure God touched you in a way, in an encounter, in some way that you were like, oh my gosh, that can happen to me too. All the time. All the time. Same thing when I go, you know, sit in my chair in the morning. Can I explain this to you? Like, everybody's got their own process. Everybody's got their own flow. Everybody knows. We are all different. Does that make sense? God didn't create any one of us the same. We are all different. We all experience him in a different way. My job is to try to get you to understand all the ways you can experience him. Then it's up for you to go do it. <laughs> I can't do that for you, but I try to create an environment. I try to give knowledge and wisdom so that you can understand things better so you can walk freely with him to where you don't need me. Does that make sense? Because sometimes we read the Bible, like, like I, I, the first year that I was in church, I didn't read my Bible and no one told me to read my Bible. <coughs> Did I have encounters? Did my life change? Absolutely. But I didn't know anything about this. And then when I finally started reading this, I said, oh my Lord. Like, why didn't somebody tell me all the good stuff that's in here, all the information that's in here, all the stuff? Who knows? That, that would have probably made things easier, but I don't know. I have no clue. I just know that my Bible um, is so important to me. And we, we receive it differently. So when I wake up in the morning, this is my flow. I get up. I go downstairs. The first thing I do is turn on worship music. I'm lying. I make a coffee. Double espresso, like ready to go. But I put worship music on. And I sit in my chair and I worship him. I worship him. And then I pray. And I'm in prayer. And then finally, when I get done, I go, man, now my heart's right. I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to get in there. And when I'm reading my Bible, he is throwing stuff at me. And I'm seeing stuff I ain't ever seen before that no one's ever taught me before. But he's answering all those things. And some people got to wake up and they go right into their Bible. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like we are all different and we've got to figure out what works for us. How are we going to connect to him with us? So... The whole point of that is seek first the kingdom of God, period. Seek him first, seek the kingdom first. And for some of you, that'll be in the Bible first. And some of you, it'll be in prayer first and worship first. So do it all. It's all good. So we should be doing all of that all the time. Does that make sense? Am I, am I okay with this? All right, I want to talk about something else I said when I said, let's talk about Jesus plus nothing. Uh, I didn't clarify this well. Um, when I talk about Jesus plus nothing, I'm strictly talking about salvation. And I'm talking about his love. That's it. He loves you, period. And you can't do anything about it, but love him and understand him and accept him. Just Jesus, that's it. So you can't earn his love. You can't do anything to make him love you anymore, right? So it's Jesus plus nothing. Salvation is faith in him. Now, here's the cool thing. Faith does come by hearing, right? 
So it does come by hearing and we can hear the word of God and we have to have the word of God. But I really want to, you know, okay, I'll just give you scripture because I need to back all this up. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you've done. So none of us can boast about it. Now let's talk about Luke 23, 38 through 43. This is, this is where Jesus has been hung on the cross. And it says, a sign was fastened above him with these words. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. Okay, that's what I mean with salvation by Jesus plus nothing. Jesus plus nothing. That man simply had to believe in the guy hanging next to him. And he said, you will spend eternity with me. Now, when I say Jesus, not even the Bible, I apologize for saying not even the Bible because I don't think I can have Jesus and know about Jesus without the Bible. Okay, the Bible's so important. They're both the word of God. He is the word of God. This is the word of God. They are connected. So, so, so not, you know, I'm telling you, don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. I love the Bible and, and I, will, I apologize for saying Jesus plus not even the Bible. But what I was referring to that whole time was your salvation and his love. After that, oh my gosh, we got so much to do. Like after that, we got to be so into that word. We need to understand the word. We need to live out the word. We need to walk out the word. We need to let the word wreck us and change us. This is the truth, right? And we need to understand it. So what I'm saying is don't get saved and think that's it. <laughs> like there are ways to do that. There, there are ways to walk through that. And, and, and we can't get lost in the fact that, that, that we can get by without that. Can I, you know, I'm, I think I have a, I'm just seeing this is why I got to stop. So as we progress in our walk with Christ, there should be fruit in our life, right? So, so the fruit's not required to be in eternity with him, but as we walk our life out, there should be fruit, right? There should be fruit. If there's no fruit, there's no change. Does that make sense? So, it, and when you look at a fruit tree, it doesn't strive to grow fruit. It just grows fruit. It just grows fruit. Right? So, um, so good fruit just grows and it takes little effort. So you need good seed, right? For fruit. You, you need good ground. So good soil. You need to water the seed with the word. But understand this, it takes the right environment. You can have the right seed in the right ground in the wrong environment and never have fruit. Does that make sense? You can take a you can take an orange seed from Florida, plant it in the best soil you can find in Idaho and never get an orange because the environment's wrong. It has nothing to do with the ground or the seed. It has all to do with the environment. So what environment are you in, right, that's allowing the Holy Ghost to move in your life, that's allowing the gifts to come free, that's allowing you to do what God wants you to do? It's the environment that makes a difference. Like, like, what are, like when we equip in here, we're equipping people in an environment so they can go do what God wants them to do. 
And you will find places where you can't do that. You will find places where only the pastor can do things. Or only, you know, I encourage you all the time, go pray for people, go do things. Go. You should not wait on me. One, I'm busy. <laughs> and I still got a wife. She's number two on my list. Him and then her. Right? You guys are way down the list. I love you, but you're way down the list. Like, I got kids in there. I got all kinds of stuff. All right? But I still love you. So the more we do together, the more I equip you, the more I put you in an environment to do what God wants to do in your life, man, the better you are equipped, the better you can flourish, the more his kingdom can come. Does that make sense? Come on. Oh. So it should be effortless, believe it or not, to produce that fruit. What I mean by effortless is read your Bible, pray, get in his presence, encounter him, and guess what? When the, you, know, you get filled with the Holy Ghost and the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all that stuff should be fruit coming out of you. Does that make sense? Okay. And that takes time. That's a process. Think about it. You can't plant a seed in your backyard and wake up the next morning and have your money tree like all your little teenagers think. <laughs> I'm waiting on that one. I wouldn't share it. Though. No, I'm just messing with you. That would be awesome. But anyway, it takes time to grow. So as you walk this out, as we read our Bible, as we get in his presence, as we have encounters with him, as the Holy Ghost wrecks us and teaches us, he was sent, the Holy Ghost was sent to train us and teach us. That's what he's here for. He is here to take this and amplify it, right? Because this even says all the stuff's not even in here. He says, but man, I'm here to amplify that. Like if you would just put me in the center and let me do what I want to do. Am I clarifying some things? I, I want to be clear, y'all. I really do. So I want to clear, I, I said... Um, that Moses was wrong for veiling his face. Okay, I want to really clarify this because Moses is a good dude. <laughs> like, like Moses was the man. He was a friend of God. He, like Moses was not a bad guy. Moses did everything he possibly knew how to do with God. I mean, this guy spent 40 days with him with no food, no water, came down the mountain glowing. All right, so... He's a good dude. I'm not saying Moses is not a good dude. Did Moses, was he human? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Moses was human. He made tons of mistakes. But I cannot prove that he was wrong for veiling his face. So I said he was wrong, and I apologize for saying he was wrong for veiling. I can't prove that. Okay, but I will preach to you a little bit about what the Bible says about that. You good with that? And then here's the thing. I want to give you as much Bible as I can because if you're just simply listening to me every single week and taking that for granted, you're wrong. Like you need to get in and you need to study and you need, you need to hear from him. All right? Look, don't, don't take my word for it. Please don't take my word for it. I am human and I will make mistakes. Right? All right. In Habakkuk in 2.14, it says, and this is important that you get the scripture first, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord and the waters cover, as the waters cover the sea. 
In Numbers 14, 20 through 21, it says, Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Yahweh wants to fill the earth with his glory. Okay, with his glory. And he put us here to facilitate that. So, so we were the ones he put here to do that. And we know what the Bible says. When you're in his presence, you start to glow. I preached for like 25 weeks on shining about going into the community and letting the love of God light you up on the inside to where you're glowing and you're looking like him and you're shining like him. So when I said this, what was on my heart was he covered his glory that was on him. I don't want you to do that. Like we are not supposed to cover the glory of God that's in us, right? So we, so we can't change everything else if we don't let people see what's operating inside of us and through us. Does that make sense? Okay, I want to read this in Exodus because I want you to hear the whole thing in case you hadn't heard it in a while. Exodus 34, 28 through 35. This is where Moses went up on Mount Sinai. It says, Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. And all that time he ate no bread and drank no water. And the Lord wrote the terms of the covenant, the 10 commandments on stone tablets. When Moses came down Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance on Moses' face, they were afraid to come near him. The people were afraid because of what he looked like. Can I stop there? Do you understand that when you walk out of this church, people are going to be afraid to come talk to you because you look weird. Because you're walking different. You're talking different. Your love is different. There should be a definite difference in who you are if you truly are a son or daughter. You should not look like the world. Right? So we're going to look different. That's going to scare some people. And I believe when I read this, that when Moses came down the mountain, they were like, whoa. Like one, you disappeared for 40 days and 40 nights. But two, you're glowing. Like they were scared. Okay? When Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses' face, they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called out to them and asked Aaron and all the leaders of the community to come over, and he talked with them. Then all the people of Israel approached him, and Moses gave them all instructions to the Lord that the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil. But whenever he went into the tent of meeting to speak to the Lord, because that's where he had to go in to speak with the Lord, um, he would remove the veil until he came out again. Then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him. And the people of Israel would see the radiant glow on his face. So he would put the veil over his face until he returned to speak with the Lord. Okay, that's, that's the story of why he covered his face. He was concerned for the people around him. And I'm not saying that's bad. There's nothing in there that says that he should not have done that. Does that make sense? Now, this is where you got to listen to stuff. Even when we say that, there's more. I'll get to it. Um, there's actually commentary. If you want to study this and get into the commentary, there's tons of commentary. A lot of people say that he covered his face because the shine was leaving. He was losing his glow because he wasn't in front of the Lord as much. So he said he covered it so people wouldn't think that he wasn't shining as bright. And man, you can relate that to anything in the church. You know what? If you're not hanging out with the Lord enough, you'll quit coming to church because you don't want people to see it on you. 
That ain't a lie, y'all. <laughs> like, you know, you know how many people I run into that, that as soon as you see them, the first thing they say is, oh my gosh, I was coming back to church. And I'm like, I didn't even like, that wasn't even a question. Like, I want to know how you was doing. And they're like, no, I'm coming back. Like, I've been busy. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, we had a funny story where we were literally driving through a neighborhood and we saw a house that we really liked because I wanted to do our front porch that way. And we couldn't get a picture from it on the, no, we were stopped in front of the house to take a picture. It was the morning time. We snapped the picture of it. And then the guy walks out of the house and it was somebody who used to go to church here. They still come here. They still come here once in a while, which is awesome because they're busy people. But he comes out. So we pull in the driveway. I'm like, hey, brother. And he was like, y'all like staking us out. And like, you know, he's like, man, I promise we're coming back to church. I'm like, no, like that was, just, it was the Lord. And he brought, but, but ultimately they were in church the next Sunday. <laughs> but what I'm saying is people will get, you know, I don't know how it is in other churches, but I just know that people feel that if they don't go to church enough, people will judge them. And therefore they're like, I don't want to be judged today. So I'm not going to go. And if I don't have to look at people in the face, cause I'm not going to church. Look, can I say this? Have a relationship with the Lord. And if you can't come to church, you can't come to church. It doesn't mean the church doesn't love you. And when you come back, we want to love you and we want to hug on you. Why? Because we're family. Doesn't matter how long you've been gone. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. Um, ah. so, so here's the thing. Do we agree that Moses was allowed to glow because the Lord, so Yahweh, his presence got Moses glowing. I believe the same thing can happen to us. It's a belief. I believe that we can shine. I believe that, that there can be a transformation in us so great that we look completely different than everybody else. Uh, and I believe we shouldn't hide that. That is a belief of mine. And if you have a different one, that's fine. My belief is we're supposed to reveal that to everybody around. When he says he wants his kingdom to come, his glory to come through the earth, this is not what the Bible says. Can I give you a personal opinion? Is that okay? I want to give you a personal opinion. I believe God wanted Moses to be the glory and to, he wanted to usher the glory through Moses. That was his intention. He wanted glory to come to the earth then. But I believe when I read this, I hear that he was afraid for his family because they were scared of him. And sometimes we will let the fear of man stop us from doing things. I'm not saying that that, that is exactly what that says. I'm just saying when I read it, I go, wow, how many times have we not done something because we were scared of what people would think? How many times have you not walked up and laid your hands on somebody to pray for them in Walmart because you were scared of what they would think? So what I'm saying is unveil that. Like if you're glowing, let it glow. And don't worry about what anybody says because he still wants his kingdom to come. And all of creation is waiting for that. All of creation is waiting on us to glow, right? For us to understand who we are. So the Bible doesn't say that they told him to cover his face. So I can't prove that, that that was right or wrong. There's a lot of things in the Bible that you won't ever read that you know is right or wrong. You just got to pray about it and let the Lord speak to you. But here's what it does say in 2 Corinthians 3, 7 through 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 7 through 18. It says, the old way with laws etched in stone lead to death. Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God 
even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way, the new covenant, right? Now that the Holy Spirit is actually giving life. So if the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which makes us right with God? In fact, the first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which had been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We need to be bold. We are not like Moses, who puts a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. But whatever, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. So when I say unveil your face, unveil your face and let everything go. So by believing in Jesus, <laughs> the veil is removed. And the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him. Man, so we're supposed to go into this world and not look like the world. We're supposed to look like Jesus. Everywhere we go, we're supposed to love like him, look like him. Don't cover that up. And when he touches you, it's okay to go and not look like your old self, man. You're supposed to be different. You're supposed to be different. Mm. So I hope you understand, I was not putting down Moses or shaming Moses. He is a phenomenal dude. <laughs> if I can call him a dude, if you're okay with that. But <laughs> that's just my language. He was awesome. Uh, he was awesome. Mm. The rest of it, I think I want to pick up next week. Because I got a lot to get into, and I want to talk about the Acts 2 church and what that is and let people understand what that is. Um, but man, I just, I just want you all to know how much I love you. Like, I love you. And I don't want you to be in confusion. I want you to understand, truly understand what, what God's trying to do in this house, in us, in this world. Um, and sometimes, you know, I get excited. Can I say that? <laughs> and sometimes I say some stuff I shouldn't say. But I do apologize from the deepest part of my heart. If I confused you, I'm so sorry. Uh, but if you do have any other concerns, please come to me. I would love to sit down with you and, and explain and talk and because um, that doesn't bother me. Like I, I'm very open to any kind of feedback and concern. Trust me, I, I want to get this right. Like I get one chance to get this right. And when I look at him in the eyes, I want him to say, well done. 
Well done. That's what I'm concerned about. And I love y'all and I want you to be there with me and I don't want you to get it wrong because I said it wrong. Does that make sense? Look, one, you need to understand, I'm a teacher at heart and I taught for four years at a higher level education with adults. And that's why I say, do you understand a lot? I tried to get away from that, but I'm going to continue to say that all the time because I want to see head nods. I want to see people going, I get it. I understand. And if you don't, I truly want you to come talk to me because my door is open all the I'll drive to your house. I'll drive wherever you want me to go. I'll be there. Um, Jules and I love you all so much. And let's just stand on our feet because I want to close out. Um, So encounters are so important. I don't think God would have gave me the word on encounter and freedom if this was not an important thing that we're supposed to seek with all of our heart. Those encounters come when we are seeking the kingdom of God over everything else. He will show up in mighty, mighty ways, man, and things start happening and he'll start touching you and pricking you and massaging your heart. He'll do all those things and, that, and he'll do that while you're reading the Bible. He'll do that while you're praying, while you're fasting, while, while you're worshiping, while you're sitting in your chair, while you're driving to work. It doesn't matter. He'll grab you at any moment and just squeeze your heart. That's the encounter I want you to have. That's the encounter I want you to have. That's the change I want in your life. That's the transformation I want in your life. Because, man, I've been on the other side. I was not a good dude. And I hated it. I don't ever want to be a bad dude. (laughs) So, man, if you think that about yourself, it's time to change. It's okay. And if you have just surrender to him... Man, let him get into your heart. Let him start ruining things. Get in your Bible, read that. But man, you can change. Fruit will grow. And pretty soon you'll be looking in the mirror going, that ain't even the same guy I used to know. That's the point of this. Like, and then it's to take this, what we have. Man, it's to take this out in the community, outside the walls of the church and go love people to a point where they go, where do I get that? That's what that's about. Where do I get that? And then you get to sit down with them and talk to them and you get to share the Bible with them and you get to love on them. That's important. Man. But you can't do that if you don't get in your word. It's hard to share this if you don't know this. Know it. Read your Bible. There's life in this. There is so much life in that. I just want you to know there's also with the Bible encounters where he'll show up when you least expect it. When you're not reading your Bible, he'll show up and just completely ruin you if you're open to it. So Father, right now, I just want you to keep pricking our hearts this morning. I want you to touch every heart in this house. Mm, I want you to make sense of everything, Lord. Can you just make sense of everything? Can you give us a peace and a comfort as a family and a love of a family? Continue to pour that out in this place. But Father, give us better understanding of your word and what you want us to do and how you want us to do it. Hmm. Man, Father, just touch us. Continue to use us. Continue to do something different in us. We want to look different, Lord. We want to do it different. So, Father, I just ask you to come in, touch every heart this morning. Open our eyes to new things. 
We just love you, Lord. We love you, we love you, we love you. Mm. And we just lift you up. Ah, oh, in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. All right, so here's the deal. We do have, uh, we'll have some prayer partners at the crosses. If you need prayer, please give prayer. Um, I need to speak to the tall dude up front before he runs out the building. Look, man, I'm like awesome. Look, I love you, Addy. <laughs> this is so good. Who wants to come Mexican with us? <laughs> I know, I love it. But here's the thing, guys. If you walked in with something, if you were carrying something when you came in here, go leave it. Let someone pray over you. Leave it at the altar. Get someone to pray over you. Don't walk out of here with any of that stuff today. Like, surrender it to him. Let him have his way. You guys good with that? I love y'all so much. I really do. I look forward to seeing everybody next week. God bless. We'll see you later. Taylor, come on up here. <laughs>